that you start to see the value proposition in the in the narrative, where the when we start from a sort of technical spec standpoint, or even a you know a mock-up standpoint, we get very focused on sort of what it looks like or how it's built, rather than the overall experience it creates for someone. You know? Episode 90, April 2015. In this episode, Randy J. Hunt, author and creative director at Etsy, talks about the similarities between apps and web products, why user stories and product narratives are useful, and explains benefits of press release-driven design. This episode is sponsored by the Treblin Design Company and Fieldnotes. In your book, you wrote that apps and web products should be treated the same. Can you please explain why? I think they should be treated the same in the sense of how we think about the relationship of the experience we're creating with the user and about our needs to evolve that experience. I mean, it's natural. I was going to say it's very easy. The reason it's easy is because it's very, very sort of natural to think about these things differently because the sort of the medium is different, or at least at the moment, you know, the, the nature of what it takes to build a iOS app and release it is one, just less developed. We have fewer years behind it, right? Also the nature of, of how apps need to be approved. And so there's this gating to the release cycle that sets a certain tempo that's different than web apps. You know, all of these things, I think, make it very easy or natural to say these things are different. Like, let's treat them separately here. What I believe is that the overall sort of design challenges at the sort of broadest sense that we're trying to solve aren't sort of needed to be defined by that sort of underlying, the underlying sort of technical limitations or distribution challenges. And that for the sort of user or customer, or however you want to describe, you know, the person on the other side of the product, for them, I don't believe they're making, you know, active sort of evaluation about the differences between these things. They perceive them. I'm not saying that people, you know, don't get the difference between, you know, an app or using you know, the browser on your phone or something, but that I don't think they're actively uh, making sort of qualitative decisions or accommodations about them when they're using them. <laughs> so I'm, I'm using the, th they're not using it in general. Now you, you or I might, someone close to the process of building these things, but I don't think they're using them and thinking like, oh, this is pretty good considering that it's in the browser or like, wow, that bug in the app is frustrating, but I understand why it hasn't been updated because it's like, you know, it's been a couple weeks. And I know it's hard to release apps. You know, like people aren't making sort of evaluations like that. So it seems to me a bit silly to uh, to think about them separately. I think that, you know, at a really basic level, these are just these sort of experiences made visible through these interfaces on some device, you know, <laughs> like using some technology at like a really, really basic level. And I think the way we think about them uh, is can be the same. Like we, it, it needed to be complicated to think about them differently. What did you mean by leading with the narrative of your product? It's funny, a lot of these sort of principles are a little bit about sort of hijacking our thinking, you know, to help us not get stuck. And I think it can be very easy because developing software products is a fairly complex endeavor. There's a lot of things to consider, a lot of constraints, and it can be very easy to dive into those constraints and sort of fully focus on them. One could, you know, One could spend a lifetime focusing on one part of that process and become, you know, expert in it. And the risk there is kind of similar to what we were just talking about, that for the, you know, the person on the other side of that experience, 
Those things don't really matter. They're not sort of active considerations. And what starting with the narrative allows you to do is to think about sort of what will be, you know, what should happen, like sort of in a form or using the terms or language divorced from the technology, right? You mean like the way you write RSpec tests or something, like those user stories? Something along those lines, although even then I think it gets... Um, Right, it's not about user presses button, this response comes up. I mean, a, a narrative that says, you know, user walks into the coffee shop, wants to, you know, pay for their, you know, coffee and croissant without taking their phone out of their pocket. And then we want them to know that their transaction was successful and how much money they spent, right? And you could, as you sort of hone a narrative like that, you might say, you know, at or before the time they leave the store, we send them a notification to you know let them know how much money they've spent, something along these lines. But even that gets narrower. And you see like this very simple narrative helps set the tone for what you're trying to do. It's about ease of the payment transaction. It's about not having to take the take a device sort of out of your pocket. And it's about uh, having feedback about what happened. You know? Nowhere, I mean the, the closest thing I got to really talking about technology there was saying push notification or something. Nowhere in there am I talking about whether it's a, you know, in the browser or in the in the native app. Am I talking about, you know, is this being executed in Objective Z or this other thing? Right. And like the button needs to be in this part of the view. There's five states of the flow. If really over like really simplified what we're trying to build into a very simple, just sort of a very sort of discrete, brief story. And if sort of everyone can agree on what that story is, then it's a lot easier to make changes underneath as long as we're still sort of satisfying the story. The other thing that I think is really helpful there is the story helps you think about how to position the, the experience or to market it, right? Because you're not marketing to a general consumer any of the technology stuff, really. So with that simple narrative we just talked about, you can start to imagine how you derive things like, I don't know, the, the quick and easy way to pay. Right, like I mean, it's something along these lines. You start to say, like, you know, that you start to see the value proposition in the in the narrative, where the when we start from a sort of technical spec standpoint, or even a you know a mock-up standpoint, we get very focused on sort of what it looks like or how it's built, rather than the overall experience it creates for someone. You know? Okay, everybody, my name is Aaron James Draplin. Just got done telling you about my whole life. Uh, the good, the bad, the gross, the ugly, the weird, the sinister, the awesome. And now you need to go to draplin.com and buy some killer merch. Draplin.com backslash merch and things that you need, right? Okay, you need to go there and look at this stuff. And then when you're done with that, you need to go to fieldnotesbrand.com and get some memo books. We'll ship them anywhere. If you're listening to this in Vienna, Austria, or Vienna, Illinois, hell, wherever that is, we will we'll ship them there too, okay? Fieldnotesbrand.com. You need these things. $9.95 for a three-pack. Would you pay for coffee today, right? Right, right? You need this stuff. So draplin.com, fieldnotesbrand.com, and uh, yeah. Those are, the, those are the only two links you need in your life. There you go. Can you talk about your idea of press release first, driven design? Yeah, sure. I mean, this is really something that was sort of popularized out of some product management techniques at Amazon. From my understanding, having talked to many people who worked at Amazon, the degree to which it is actually used varies, 
right? But I think it's you know it's presented as something um, that they do frequently. But the idea is essentially building on the same sort of narrative idea. A press release is sort of a very specific written deliverable that has a sort of known format. And what that does is allows you to think, one, you sort of, the format's decided for you, the sort of length, the kinds of talking points are sort of already identified if you sort of understand the, the press release format. So the benefit there is don't worry about those things, right? Just accept them as sort of a given, right? So we're accepting the sort of framework or structure. The other is it's sort of intentionally kind of marketing driven a bit. You know, it makes you think about, kind of like we were just talking about the narrative, how to market or position the product and think about what is truly worth talking about, right? What are the most important points of this thing? If you were to imagine sending a press release to someone and then they, you know, use that to author a short, you know, blog article or something and some, you know, press piece, what are the attributes that you want them to say, right? What are the key sort of attributes of the, of the product you're developing? And really putting them in that form and looking at it through that lens I find very, very helpful. Again, it sort of divorces you from the way you're typically thinking about building the product probably 95% of the time you're working on it, which is you know really lost in sort of a very technical space of how to make things work and what they look like and how they're positioned, loading these assets and fixing those bugs. And the press release format is really um, you know a little bit of a sort of trick for your mind <laughs> to switch you out of that quite, quite clearly. Mm-hmm. There's also, I think, a way to not lose sight of who is using this and how you need to communicate with this audience, right? Yep, I think that's that's absolutely right. You know, the beauty of something like a press release is it has a an audience in mind, right? And you evaluate it through the lens of does it, you know, will it communicate effectively to that audience? Yep. Mm-hmm.